Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 163. It's now been four years, four months, and 21 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. I was so hoping to be up the mountain again, but time and feet just won't allow it today. So here we are back down to my local park in the podcast rock, where today we will meet some new BCs, hear the comments that made me cry, follow through in afterthoughts with an idea from a listener's iTunes review, and after we listen to our inspirational snippet of Circle by Hartley, I'll share what I'm pondering and embracing down here in the park today. Take a step back, look around Breathe in the air, let down your hair Just listen to the sounds Think about where we have been The joy we shared with friends who care And all the things we've seen Thank you, Hartley. Today is a good day to begin. Right now, I actually moved from my regular podcast rock location because I'm recording in the afternoon, so it's a little bit too hot and there were a little too many bugs bothering me. I tried to become zen about it, but I could only take so much of these little tiny bugs. So I found a new spot on the podcast log. Another side of the park had a fallen tree under another tree so it's a nice shady canopy and it's a nice place to just kind of chill, relax, and feel gratitude for this time I get to spend in the great outdoors. The great outdoors is one of the best blessings that I have. And today, something's really been on my mind. It hit me as something that I hadn't thought about before, and that is identity. If I asked you, who are you, you might give me your name or you might tell me what you do or you might say that you're a mom or a dad, something like that. But something that I realize, and one of my big triggers used to be for me to go into eating mode or diet mode or regretting that I'm not dieting mode or criticizing my body mode, is that that identity of a compulsive, overeating, binging, dieting, body-obsessed person is an identity that I've worn and inhabited since I was four years old. So when things are really stressful for me and I'm feeling unsure about my life or sad or tense or freaked out in any way, if I do any of the behaviors from my eating disorder. If I do any of them, it feels comfy. It feels like that's me. It really does. And part of that is just the habit, the habitual pathways that my eating disorder has put into my brain as over all of these years and all these diets and all of these triggers to eat outside of true physical body hunger has taught me that who I am is somebody very, very obsessed with her body 
very obsessed with how I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, what can I eat. Does that sound familiar to you? But I had never really considered how this is just like putting on your favorite pair of jeans or your comfy t-shirt, even though it's beat up and full of holes and probably not the thing that you should be wearing in public. It's just you've had this t-shirt for so long that it feels very familiar and gives you a huge burst of comfort. And I realized that in the last several weeks, perhaps months, I am feeling much better and more at peace about my body size. My body size is really not as much of a concern to me as it once was. Now, how it feels physically, like can I walk, are my feet okay? I've been having this plantar fasciitis up and down for more than a year now. So there are literally days when I cannot walk. It is too painful. And that really sucks, okay? <laughs> On days when I can walk, like I could take some steps today as long as I padded my shoes really well and did a lot of stretching and I iced my feet. But I was able to walk enough to come down here to the park and take a little stroll and find this seat under the tree. That, Brave Companions, is a huge blessing. A blessing I might not have appreciated before I had plantar fasciitis because I might make excuses not to go walk. I might make excuses not to exercise or maybe I would feel like watching reruns of Survivor. But in all of my life before, I've never not had that choice not had that choice whether to take a walk or not take a walk. It's been very, very humbling to have a year of where that choice is not necessarily mine. To have an identity as someone who has to consider how my feet feel, whether I can even jump on the bike or go hiking in the mountain, has been a little bit of a struggle. So sometimes I found myself in this last year if I couldn't go for a walk or go for a hike, finding myself researching new diet plans or thinking what I'm going to eat when I'm not hungry or falling back into some of my old patterns. And I thought, wow, you really have gotten to know yourself really well, Lori, through therapy and through this show and through journaling and other methods. What is it that's making you want to go to the fridge or go look for some chips. Why is that? And none of my old answers felt really true. And then I realized that I did want to feel like me. I wanted to feel like Lori and somehow in the core of my being, those diet obsessed, body obsessed, binge obsessed, food obsessed behaviors and thoughts and feelings felt comfortable to me and gave me a huge level of comfort. Wow. Hey, robot aliens, I don't want you to show up to comfort me right now, okay? <laughs> hey, go off into some other part of the universe, would you? I mean, it's nice to see you. Send me a postcard, but I don't want you to come back and inhabit me. I want to develop an identity where I can feel like me without having to resort into habits that might not be what I want today or in my best good. I prefer to develop comfort mechanisms and habits and identities within myself that I recognize 
as being very positive. Well, luckily for me, brave companions, I've also been developing some coping mechanisms that help me feel like me. And one of them in this last year has been my meditation path. In fact, today, the Insight Timer said that I've meditated 401 days in a row. Wow, 401. And I vary it with guided meditations on everything from positive attitude, to things about nutrition, to peace, to sending love into the entire world, self-acceptance, courage. I listen to a lot of meditation about confidence and courage. I also meditate myself to the timer where I listen to my own inner self and get in touch with how I'm really feeling under all of the hustle bustle of the day or the cares of what's going on with me. So that is a new found identity for me. Another thing that I got from meditation, which is helping me with my physical identity and really, really helped me to accept my body as it is, as it comes to looks, whether it's age looks or weight looks, is every time I pass a mirror or my reflection in a store window or anywhere, I point at that reflection and I look myself in the eye and I say, I love you. I really love you. Every part of you I love. Whoa, that's kind of scary. Go try it, I dare you. Go ahead, go try it. Go into the mirror. And it's hard not to have all these habitual negative feelings come up. Oh, look, my chin is looking like bigger or my roots need dying. I see that gray or look at these new wrinkles around my eyes or oh my goodness, is that a zit at my age? Negative things. But I gave it a try. And so for the last several months, every time I pass a mirror, I've been doing this. I point at myself, I smile at myself and I say, I love you. And it has made all the difference in the entire world. Just saying that you love yourself does not mean that you need to go out and gain 400 pounds. <laughs> it just means that you love yourself. Just like you love your kids, you love your cats, you would love your dog, you could love the world, you could love the people in your church, in your community. It's okay to actually love yourself and to make that be part of your identity. So if any of you are willing to take on this mirror challenge for a week, I would absolutely be thrilled to hear about it. You can post your comment on day 163 or call the Bravery Hotline and let me know. But here it is in a nutshell. Anytime you accidentally see yourself or on purpose see yourself, just point in the mirror and either say out loud or say in your mind, I love you. And let me know, what kind of feelings came up? Is that weird for you? Did it feel better in the end? Did it become more natural? It's really helped me a lot. Live from our studio in beautiful La Crescenta, it's time for Lori's Afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. Yay, 
I just finished editing all about my identity topic down at the park, and I feel it was fine. I said exactly what I wanted to say, so thumbs up. Well, today in Afterthoughts, hello to our new BCs, Martha and Carrie from Facebook, and a special shout-out to BC Sand, a.k.a. Self-Acceptance Newbie, who sent me a private message on Instagram. Sand, if you'd like to share your message on a future show, you can let me know. Otherwise, PMs? Stay PM. Martha reached out to me via Facebook private message saying, in effect, I love your podcasts. They do resonate with me, and I have started back at the beginning of your podcast. I truly respect what you have done with it. Hi, Martha. Welcome. We're glad you joined us here, and please feel free to post comments or questions as you go. I know it might feel weird to comment on my past, but it is still valuable to me and to other BCs, as illustrated by our next new BC, Carrie. Carrie originally posted a comment on my Facebook page on a photo of Mark in our garden. Afterwards, Carrie and I carried out quite the comment conversation on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Carrie first posted on day 162, the show page before this one. Hi, Lori. I thought it was time I introduced myself after chatting with you briefly on Facebook the other day. I still am in awe of your beautiful garden. I started listening to your podcast not too long ago and really enjoyed it. I am a lifelong yo-yo dieter and binger, and listening to your podcast really helped me through some bad days. I listened to episodes 1 through 44, I think, and then skipped ahead because I couldn't help myself, (laughs) and listened to the last four episodes plus a few others. Now I have all these questions. Why did you quit for so long? When did you switch to intuitive eating? Did you ever make that initial weight loss goal? When did Mark start joining in? Laughing out loud, I don't expect you to answer all those questions. I will certainly go back and listen to the rest of the podcast. I just wanted to thank you. As a person who cannot express her thoughts out loud very well, I admire what you do and hope you will continue if that is what you desire also. Thank you so much again. Best wishes to you, Carrie. I answered, Hi, Carrie. Welcome. Laughing out loud, I get all of the time warp questions. Thanks, too, for your nice comments about Mark's gardening prowess. Hmm, let's see. One, originally I did a ton of shows, 100 in the first year. I quit in about 18 months with show number 120 because I felt it was time to move on. By then, I was firmly into intuitive eating and felt I had not too much to say about my eating issues anymore. I still posted a show now and again to update listeners on what I was doing or to answer questions that still came along from new BCs. Then, a little over a year ago, I asked on Facebook and here and via the show if the BCs felt they would benefit from me coming back into production because I felt at that time I had some new things I'd learned about overcoming negativity and also about being at peace with one's body as I'd maintained this weight all of that time. Two, Mark has always been the announcer on all of my podcasts, and I think the first thing that he did with this one was announce Stephanie's secret topic of the day. Then he chimed in as my scale replacement and was so popular with the listeners that he continued to help out as announcer with other features. I don't remember the exact time, but I'm pretty sure it was in the first six months of the show he began participating. Three, I never met my original weight loss goal as I stopped dieting. It was a hard shift of mindset for me, but I realized that for me the behaviors and compulsions under my diet slash binging were worse than my current weight. When I began intuitive eating, I hoped in the end I would stabilize lower than I did. Four, 
I think I began dabbling in intuitive eating within the first three to four months of the show, and by day 100 had decided that was my path. It did cost me listeners. I was much more popular as someone on a diet than as a person who gave up diets and didn't magically lose any weight. However, many BCs resonated with the thoughts under eating issues and becoming more authentic, whether they were on a particular eating plan or not. So this show morphed into more about living life out from under the weight of weight obsession, if that makes any sense. Lately, the participation has waned again, and I have been more and more busy with my voice acting pursuits. So I've been letting the show settle into whatever it will become in future. I still like walking around and thinking out loud, but I must admit, the most fun I have is in interacting with the people like yourself who step up and share their stories. So thanks again for reaching out here and on Facebook. Both Mark and I very much appreciate it. XOXO. We then had some more comment conversations about our lives and goals and outlook, which you can read if you're interested by following the link on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day 163. But then I saw Carrie had posted this apology on day 67, a show that first came out in August almost four years ago. Hi, Lori. I know this episode was posted years ago, but I just listened to it shortly after writing to you on day 162 and was horrified to hear that you were feeling bad when new listeners were asking you if you had ever made your weight goal. And that's just what I have done. What was I thinking when I asked that? I'm so sorry if it made you feel bad at all. I have been binge listening, not eating, to all of your older podcasts and have been enjoying them immensely and gaining so much insight and knowledge and have nothing but the deepest respect and admiration for you and how you've been recovering from your eating disorder. The freedom you have achieved from your food addiction is so much more important than the number on the scale, which of course you already figured out. And anybody listening to your podcast is sure to come to understand also. Anyways, I just wanted to apologize and thank you again for putting out these honest and insightful podcasts, Carrie. To which I very quickly replied, Hi, Carrie. Please, no worries or apologies needed. I'm totally fine these days with my weight and even hop on the scale now and again. It's a process for us all. And as you mentioned, you are listening to my past. So feel free to ask away, XO. And BCs, it made me want to highlight this conversation because of the power of acceptance. I do totally accept my body as it is now and have no issues with what it weighs. And that is a miracle that I appreciate and treasure as it was a very long time coming for me. As new BCs come into my life, it is a powerful mirror that not only reflects the progress I've made, but lets me ponder what I've learned and I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, new and old BCs, for reaching out, XO. Thanks, too, to the BCs who have financially supported the show with virtual coffee and to those who took the time to give nice ratings and reviews. Speaking of which, last month, there were two new five-star reviews for the show from USA iTunes listeners. Thanks so much for the support, you two. The first from Waggy1974, who writes, Raw and honest. This is a must-listen for anyone struggling with binge eating or the lose and gain cycle. The second, from Sam Joyma, who provides support and a great idea. Sam Joyma writes, 
love listening to your deepest thoughts on your eating issues and recovering from it. I hear you say that people don't always respond. It would be good to hear for a couple of minutes on every podcast how people can interact with you. Even after four years, there are probably some new listeners like me who just don't know how. So thanks to Sam Joyma's great idea, announcer Mark is back with an announcement that we will play as part of the show about how to participate. Please announce yourself. Here are some ways you can participate in the show. One, call the Bravery Hotline at 206-350-6445. The number is also on every show page of CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Two, post a comment on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. The episode URL is always CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com front slash D-A-Y with the number of the episode and no spaces. Three, for other features and directions, visit the How to Send audio page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Well, BCs, after last show, I was, as you could probably guess, pretty emotional and a little bit discouraged. Even Donnie, the queen of positivity, wrote, Oh, Lori girl, sorry to hear you're struggling with woes of feeling underappreciated, or maybe that's the wrong feeling, just lack of support and feedback and participation. It's surely not a good feeling to have. I value and appreciate you, the podcast, your Facebook photos, and life goings-ons, but I'm only one. Maybe life is just crazy busy for everyone. I've told you many times that what you get from the podcast is from talking and pondering, and that's the most important. But if it leaves your heart feeling empty because you're not getting feedback or the enrichment or purpose that you strive for, yes, dear friend, as sad as it would make me, it may be time again to hang up the compulsive overeating diaries hat because sadness and or disappointment is no good. You're such a great soul, Lori, and I'm thankful to call you friend. And Donnie, let me tell you that you are a rock of a friend and I appreciate your loving kindness always. And I wrote back to her, thanks Donnie, I'm certainly weighing my options for now I'm in no hurry either way but know that I so appreciate all of your support and I'm glad to call you friend too. The good news is for me that since I've been meditating every day, I am more attuned to my inner voice and feelings. So while I would be sad to say goodbye to Compulsive Overeating Diary, I would let it go in a heartbeat if that is what I felt was best for me. At this point, I didn't have a strong feeling to let it go and I didn't have a strong feeling to move ahead and my life got very busy with voice acting pursuits and other plans. Then one morning, during my meditation, I had a strong desire for a sign of some sort to point me toward the fate of the show. And almost immediately, I got this comment from Kelly G. Hi, Lori. I am listening to episode 162, and I wanted you to know how much I appreciate you. I am physically comforted when I hear you talk. Everything you say resonates with me. Your words are so meaningful and insightful. I seriously think you should consider becoming a life coach. You have a sincere, gentle, and loving way of putting things into perspective, and I love how you apply this to your own life as well. We as Americans are so hard on ourselves. To hear the loving way you speak to yourself and others is so refreshing. We would all be happier if we could learn to do this. 
We were conditioned to judge ourselves and others so harshly, and it is hard to climb out of that hole. If you were a coach, and if I lived closer, I would without a doubt be your first customer. And I love hearing the nature sounds in the background, especially the birds. Love you, Kelly. Well, Kelly, this really did make me cry because not only was I wondering if Compulsive Overeating Diary had run its course for me and you, I was also feeling at that time so vulnerable about my physical voice. I'd gotten some feedback from auditions that my read was great, but my voice was just not right for the job. Now, this is not unusual, but I was having some despair that my voice was never going to be right for anything. Hear that compulsive critic in there ever again. So when Kelly let me know she valued both my words and my voice, it was a special moment as I so needed that encouragement right then. I answered her comment and let her know, to which she replied, I'm so glad my words touched you and I sincerely meant every one of them. You have a natural gift. I love the intuitive way you put things in their true perspective. Your positive views on life are so uplifting and contagious. With the realistic, practical, loving things you say, and with your soothing voice, I can't help but to picture you helping others to see that in themselves. Whatever you do with the rest of your life, I hope you know that you have made my life better just by being you and sharing your inner self and ponderings. I am truly with you on that mountain. And then Donnie, bless her heart, answered by saying, Everything Kelly said. So just know that as long as I have something to ponder, and I have you all sharing your lives and thoughts with me, I'll be recording the show. It might be weekly, monthly, or once in a while as life moves on for me in fits and starts, and my feet seem to have a mind of their own about hiking shape. But however long it takes, until we meet again next time, BCs, have fun discovering and loving your own identity. And take care. Because I really, 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 from the top of my head down to my poor achy feet, care. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair, just listen to the sounds. Think about where we have been. The joy we shared friends who care and all the things we've seen.